0: You're listening to the Busy Businesswoman podcast, episode 59. And today I'm going to share with you my top 12 tips for working from home with kids, which let's all be honest, can be a complete nightmare. So strap yourself in and get prepared because I won't be sugarcoating this advice. Hi, I'm Faye Hollands, and I've been helping time-strap women in business improve their productivity and profit for well over a decade now. And in this podcast, I want to share with you the highs and lows of growing a successful business so that you can avoid the pitfalls, fast-track your progress, and build a business that booms faster. This is the Busy Businesswomen Podcast. Hey, Faye Hollands here from BusyBusinessWomen.biz and welcome to the Busy Business Women podcast. And it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode, which it probably isn't any surprise to you as to why. So if you are listening to this, as it drops, we are in the midst of the coronavirus. But if you're listening to this, In hopefully like six or nine months' time, it's all over and done with, and we're back to normal. But the last couple of weeks have been crazy, crazy for all of us. And as I talk to you here today, my kids are off in what we call our man cave, our converted garage, watching TV, having their lunch, and have been bribed not to interrupt me whilst I record this podcast. Because in the last week they are now being homeschooled. And actually, as of today, my husband and I and our kids and dogs and guinea pigs are all in a 14-day lockdown because my husband's work colleague has been tested positive for COVID-19. So this throws up so many different challenges, right? One of which, you know, I've been talking to people a lot about over the last uh, last couple of weeks is working from home with kids. Uh, I've worked from home for 13 years, but not with children. Some of that time has been, certainly during maternity leave and, you know, when they've been off sick and when they've been on school holidays. But working from home is one thing. Working from home with kids is a whole nother kettle of fish. It ramps the, the pain threshold up a whole nother level, right? So today I wanted to dedicate this episode to the top tips that I can share with you on how, how to nail working from home with children in tow. Now, I probably shouldn't have said nail that because, full confession, I wouldn't say I'm nailing it myself. But a week in, there are things that have definitely worked really, really well and there are things that haven't worked so well. And I want to share with you the things that are actually going okay right now, all right? This is really important, obviously, because we find ourselves in unprecedented times, we're hearing that time and time again, where so many businesses already have closed down. And if you are in a position where you still have a business to run, it is paramount that you're doing that to the best of your ability. And that can definitely be hampered with having children around. It makes the juggle so much more difficult. So I have really been having to test, you know, my productivity ninja over the last week and look for ways that I can really refine the way that I normally work really productively anyway to take into account my kids who are seven and nine that are now sitting in my office and needing to be homeschooled. And there are certain tricks that have worked well for me and and certainly some that have been disastrous. So I want to take you through my top 12 critical steps to work from home successfully with kids. Okay. Now, as I go through these, I want you to try and suspend that whole, duh, yeah, Faye, I know that already. Because if you're not doing the things that I'm going to share with you, then you're, you don't know them enough yet. Confucius said, if you're not doing it, you don't know it. And I think it's very easy to... Um, Actually, forget the real basics and the things that can make our life a lot simpler when we're under stress and pressure and when we're juggling so many flipping balls, right? As so many of you are right now. So just listen up, think about whether you're implementing the things that I'm talking about, and maybe you are to a degree, but maybe you need some tweaks, or maybe you're completely nailing it. And if you are, high five to you because you will be saving your sanity by putting these into practice right now. Okay, so number one is set realistic expectations. You are simply not going to get as much done at home with kids in tow versus if you usually work from home on your own. It is just not going to happen. And I I guess last week when this, you know, the proverbial hit the fan for the first time, I kind of thought I would be able to hold it all together. And that became blatantly clear very quickly that that wasn't going to be the case, okay? So, for us to keep our sanity, we've got to lower our expectations. So, I want you to think about how much work time is realistic And when could you fit that into your day? Now, I know for me, early mornings, lunchtimes and evenings are going to be the times when I can get my more complex work done, the things that take more concentration because the rest of the day is going to be peppered with endless interruptions that I've got very little control over. So I'm very clear around when I do my best work and also when I can keep my kids easily occupied. So at the moment, I'm getting up earlier, I'm getting a couple of hours work in before the kids are actually kind of up and moving and making noise and that really sets a really good tone for the rest of my day because I know even if everything else goes south I will have at least got the important stuff done in my business. So this point is really critically about managing your own expectations and being clear around What do you need to get done? Can you actually get that done with juggling the number of kids that you've got and being kind of kind to yourself? If we set the bar too high, it's going to come crashing down very, very quickly and that's not good for anyone so I put it out to the Busy Business Women community in our free Facebook group and asked, you know, what do you do? What are your top tips for working at home with kids? And so I'm going to share with you some of the members' thoughts and ideas as we go through this episode. So my fabulous Shine client, Helen Al-Hariri, who runs Haluna Happy Name, said, don't set your goals too high. And she was absolutely spot on. Helen has seven children, so she is more than qualified to comment on this topic. Also, Katrina Alilovich, who is a counselling psychologist, said, my thoughts are about managing expectations of self and the kids. I'm not a teacher and will not be stepping into that role, but more of an extension of the role I take as mum, but with structure and routine, which sets up predictability, which is important. So again, really being mindful of realistic expectations so that we can set ourselves up for success. So that is tip number one. Tip number two is that routine matters. It's very, very easy for routine to completely go out of the window when you work from home and have kids in tow. Therefore, you need routine more than ever, right? It's really, really important that you figure out what is going to work for you and your family and then stick to it. Now, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but it's amazing how in particularly stressful times, whether you're going through coronavirus or not, that routine can get thrown out the window despite us all intrinsically knowing how important it is. So I really recommend you write your routine up on a whiteboard if you've got one so that everybody's on the same page and this is particularly useful if your kid's are old enough to read it and follow it. So we've just got a small whiteboard that's up in the kitchen and each night I'm mapping out what the day is going to look like so that when they're having their breakfast the next morning they can look at it, get on board with it and feel clear around what is going Going to happen. You know, there are definitely going to be days where it all goes out of the window. And that is completely fine. This is where we do need to be kind to ourselves. But if you've got the intention to follow a plan at the start of the day, it's much more likely to happen that way. Now, Kate Davies, another one of my Shine tribe, who runs MTA mobile mobile travel agents, said, as someone who has worked from home for the last seven years with kids, I'll be the first to admit that it's freaking impossible. I only survived as long as I did because of daycare and school. But kids are generally going to follow the same rules. A routine and consistency are key. So if it looks like they will be home for an extended period of time, then set a routine and try and stick to it as much as possible. Very, very wise words. So that is tip number two. Tip number three is to plan your day, which follows on nicely from having a routine, right? I highly recommend you plan your day the night before and get clear on what work you need to get done in your business. that's absolutely critical and how you're going to entertain your kids when you're doing that work. You know, what are the tasks that you've got to get done when you going to do them and what do you need to do in between to keep the kids occupied. This is going to give you a greater sense of control, which will definitely ease your mind and stress levels. And it's going to allow you to start your day in a much more calm, focused and productive way. That might all go out of the window later on, but at least you started on the right foot, okay? It can be really, really easy when you're working from home to lose focus or to burn out at home, and particularly losing focus when there's kids around. So I highly recommend planning the night before and then blocking time out in your diary to do certain tasks. So I'm recording this podcast on Monday lunchtime because I knew that that was the time I would be able to do this and my kids could be easily bribed with TV and iPads over lunch. I'm completely fine with that. This is not the normal, right? And so we've all got to work with what we've got. So I block that time in my diary so that I know as soon as they finish this bit of homeschooling this morning, I'm straight into doing this podcast and the copy and the, you know, the things that I need to read out to you were prepped this morning. So I was ready to go at lunchtime. So do your plan the night before. It's really good to help you get on top of your day. It's also brilliant if you want to sleep better because even if you've got a hectic day and you're feeling a bit stressed and anxious, you at least know that you've got a plan to deal with it, okay? The other thing I do want you to think about is being mindful of staying productively busy. There's an expression out there that says, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And the bizarre but kind of true rule of productivity is that the busier you are, the more you'll actually do. It's like Newton's law of inertia, right? If you're in motion, you're going to stay in motion. If you're in rest, you're going to stay in rest. So busy people are fast enough in motion that they often create really good momentum. If you have let things really, really slide in your business and you're not focused on what you need to do, you're starting to go into that kind of rest hibernation mode. And if you've still got a business to run right now, you do not want to run the risk of ruining it just because you've slowed down. So make sure that you keep yourself productively busy. Now, those of you that have followed me for a while, know given the com- name of my company is that I like the word busy it has very positive connotations to me but I also know that some people don't and that's why I caveat it with productively busy you're busy I don't want you being busy running around like a blue ass fire doing crazy stuff all the time I want you to think about what is most important to you right now and stay busy doing those important things and for most of us right now that is juggling Continuing to run a business that makes money and keeps us afloat, whilst also homeschooling or you know just making sure the kids don't kill each other whilst we're in this really weird time of the world. Okay, so do your best to stay busy, plan your day, and plan it the night before so that you go into your day as productively as possible. Okay, so top tip number four is get dressed. Now I know this sounds obvious. And the beauty of working from home is the freedom to wear whatever you want, whenever you want, whether that's pyjamas or tracky bottoms or a T-shirt, it doesn't matter. However, for some, wearing more formal clothes is really important to get into the right mindset. And this absolutely works for me. Clothes can really affect how we feel about ourselves and this is also true when it comes to work. Now there are psychological links between our emotions, our actions and our beliefs and business psychologist Helen Fisher says if you wake up feeling grotty and put on clothes that reflect that, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you put on something that raises your game, it will have a subtle effect on how you feel think and behave, which is really, really important because I don't know about you, but I definitely feel like when the kids are at home, whether I'm working or not, there is a tendency to go into real mum mode. The black leggings are kind of constantly on, the baggy t-shirt, suddenly the hair's not being done and then there's no makeup And, and I don't ordinarily care about those things. But from a business point of view, I notice the huge difference it has on my mindset and my productivity. So when you've got kids and you're working from home all of the time, it's really important to think about how you feel, what you're putting on and how that's affecting your mindset, your self-esteem and your productivity. Because you are not going to be a business ninja if you're wearing the daggy, dirtiest clothes and expecting to have a you know, high level of focus and productivity. So I talked about this more on a Facebook Live that I ran on the Busy Business Women Facebook page this morning, which I'll link to on the show notes. You can just go to busybusinesswomen.biz forward slash podcast 59 and they'll all be there, where I showed all of my viewers what I was wearing today. And I made a concerted effort this morning to get up, have a shower, do do my exercise, have a shower, do my hair and makeup and put on my favorite dress at the moment, which is a Suzanne dress. It's nothing flash, uh, but I bought it to wear for my besties wine tour 40th birthday party recently. And since all of this Corona stuff has gone down, I haven't had a chance to wear it. And you know what? The seasons are changing um, and it's just gathering dust in my wardrobe. And I have these beautiful clothes that I don't get to wear anymore because of what we're going through at the moment. So I've been wearing this lovely dress all day, and let me tell you, I've had the most productive day with kids and husband in tow, which is no mean feat, right? So getting dressed can have a really big impact on your mindset and the way you approach your day. And when you've got kids in tow that can feel like they're kind of bringing that productivity down significantly, this is just another little hack that make it, can make a big difference to how you feel and how you show up in your business. The fabulous Michelle Springett, who's a relationship and life coach, said, talking to a homeschooling legend this morning, she suggests we get up and get ready like it's a school day. No PJs all day. And I couldn't agree more. I know that many of you will not want to hear this, but trust me, give it a shot and see what a difference it makes to your day, because it definitely, definitely impacts my productivity and headspace. Okay, top tip number five is find yourself a dedicated workspace. If you're not used to working from home and this is all new to you, then I highly recommend you find a workspace that you can set up, make it look nice, get comfortable, and enjoy the space that you're going to be working from. And also set up a dedicated workspace for the kids. So if you are now finding that you're having to homeschool, don't have them just kind of sitting on the floor or maybe even sitting in their bedrooms. Try and find a space where you can and all work happily together. Whatever works for you and your family. So for those of you that are part of my groups and have seen my videos this week, if you listen to this when the podcast has just dropped, you'll know that I've got a camping table in my office with my kids both sitting at that and my husband was even there today as well. Uh, That might might not be your kettle of fish, so by all means put them in different rooms if that works better for you, but the key is to have a dedicated workspace. Ideally, you don't want to be moving around your house, shuffling your laptop and loads of papers, even if it means you've got the smallest desk in the tiniest little spaces, if it is yours and it is your space, that is going to be much better to be productive when you're working from home with kids in tow than it is going to be moving your stuff around all the time, okay? Top tip number six is ditch the distractions. Now, this doesn't mean ditch the kids because I know that they're going to be a distraction. And unfortunately, in most cases, not a lot you can do about that. But when you work from home, the temptation to succumb to distractions magnifies and it's so easy to find yourself doing anything other than work. Okay. So here's the thing. Distractions are often self-initiated, so they are things like your mobile ringing, your email alerts popping up, your social media pings and notifications. If you're wanting to get work done from home, you've got to control the things that you can control and the distractions that will be time tempters and suck your productivity are those self-initiated ones that you actually can do something about. The problem is that the stimulation from those distractions provokes excitement. So that gives us a blast of dopamine, which researchers say can be addictive. So, in its absence, you start to feel bored. So, the reason this point is in here today is not that you're going to ditch the kids because they're the distractions, but you've got to ditch the things you can control. And in most cases, most distractions during a working day are actually self-initiated. Now, these distractions result in more frequent interruptions. They result in lapses in concentration, poorer results, and definitely significantly less satisfaction. And that constant nibbling from one task to another as you're being distracted slows you down and dumbs you down. And when you've got to deal with the challenge of looking after kids whilst you're working as well, that becomes an even more huge and cumbersome task, okay? Now, when we task switch, the brain gets confused and it looks for default mechanisms and it becomes hard to focus and ultimately, what you can find yourself doing in your business is taking costly shortcuts. Now, the biggest culprit in terms of distractions is, of course, social media. It may, you need to make it hard for yourself to mess around on social media. It's designed to make it easy for you to open and browse. Really quickly and effortlessly. So, I highly encourage you to log out of social media so that you are not tempted to go to the things that are self initiated distractions, okay? And turn off all of those notifications. You can live without them. And if you're going to go hardcore here, take the apps off your phone or turn your phone upside down and on mute. When you're trying to get some work done and the kids are trying to do some work, the last thing you want is those distractions pinging up and vying for. These short blocks of time where you've actually got to focus and get stuff done, okay? Alrighty, next up is number seven and this one is put on a timer and work in sprints. Now, members of my Shine community will be very familiar with this because I talk about working in sprints very regularly because we have uh, monthly productivity powwows. And this comes from project management methodology and agile methodology, where we work in 25-minute sprints to get really productive work done with our blinkers on. So we're not looking at anything else other than the task at hand. And this can work really, really well for your kids' Two. So it's going to make you more of a productivity ninja and it's get, going to get them really focused on what matters as well. Now, I recommend working in 25-minute sprints, but ideally nothing more than 40 minutes. So don't go blocking out an hour for the kids to do certain work. You're going to have to mix it up because after 40 minutes, your productivity significantly drops, okay? So get a clock for the kids, put a timer on your phone. It doesn't matter how you do it, but ideally work in 25 minutes where you all know exactly what you need to do and you are just heads down, bums up whilst you do that task. As you know, went out to my community and asked for their tips and Tanya Abdul-Jalil said, once I start sleeping earlier, my plan is to get up at 5am, do a few hours solid work before the kids get up, then it doesn't matter as much if the day goes south because I've got the most important things done. Tick, completely agree with you there, Tanya. She then said, other than that, bribes and negotiations, tick, completely agree as well, but also put on a timer and everyone focus on something for 30 minutes, then have a snack, dance, break and repeat. And I couldn't agree more. That kind of 25 minute, 30, 40 minute sprint, you'll be amazed at how productive it can be when everybody knows exactly what they need to be doing and the clock is ticking. And that, last part is really, really important. You do need to have a timer on. It isn't as effective if you just say, okay, it's 25 past one now. We're going to go for 20 minutes. Everyone stop at quarter two. You actually need to have a physical visual timer that everyone knows they're working to, okay? So, when I run the Productivity Power Whales for my Shine Tribe, they get on a live Zoom call with me and I have my my iPad, um, the countdown timer on my iPad shared to my screen and they can all see that ticking down the 25 minutes and let me tell you the steam comes off your keys and you start working a lot faster when you see that time so you don't want to necessarily run your entire day like that but you might want to do two or three sprints a day that will really up the ante in terms of getting stuff done and keeping everybody focused and on track. Next up is number eight, and it is work time is for work. Now, many of you will have heard me rant on about this before. Yes, I am going to talk about laundry. Because you're working from home, there is always the temptation to do things that aren't business related when you're at home. It's very, very easy. You know, you're not surrounded by other people. It's easy to get distracted. You can end up doing all manner of random things that you'd never do if you worked in an office with colleagues. You drop your inhibitions and suddenly you're doing the housework, the laundry, when you'd normally be in a meeting or running a session online for your clients. This does not change just because the kids are at home. Now, we're in really weird times, so I'm not saying that you can't do it at all, but just be mindful if you've gone from being really productive, running a a brilliant business, to suddenly being challenged by juggling the kids at home as well. And before you know it, everything's sliding and you're finding that you're doing like an hour of work across the whole day and virtually nothing productive is being done because you're being distracted by things like laundry and ironing and all the other random things that take you away from doing your work. I'm not going to kind of toe the hard line on this because this is a very different time that I'm talking to you in. Normally, I am much more strict about this, but just be very, very mindful because kids are a distraction And if they're making your day difficult and stressful, it's very easy to find kind of the reasons to go and do other stuff other than work. And what I want you to do is come back to these key points and think about what you can tweak to make your day more productive and focused rather than just ditching it all and saying, well, sorry, I'm going to go and just do the laundry now because I just cannot be asked to think about anything more complex. Uh, we really do need to focus on being productive and doing the right things at the right time right now to keep our businesses afloat. And I actually believe that this has never been more important. Okay. So I won't get my ranty pants on about this. If you've been listening to me for a while, you'll know I've talked about this a fair bit beforehand. In fact, there's probably a whole podcast episode on this point alone. But I, I just want to gently encourage you to stay focused. Okay, top tip number nine is to energize your day and work when you're at your most productive. So I'm a massive fan of working according to my energy levels. So the ethos here is do your most complex, challenging work, the things that are most important to your business when you're at your best. So I am absolutely a morning person. I can get up at four or five in the morning, crank out a couple of hours work and it'd be super productive. But that same work might take me triple the time in the afternoon, okay? Nobody sprints through their day all day, every day, and your motivation will ebb and flow. So you really need to plan your schedule around the times when you're great and the times that you're not. Do your harder tasks when your energy is high. Do your easier low function tasks when your energy dips. Now, the way that I'm working this into working with kids at home as well is recognising for my daughters, if we do maths or spelling first thing in the morning, they're at their best too. So I'm much more likely to actually get them to do those tasks, those tasks be done kind of not effortlessly, but in a happier state of play than if I ask them to do them in the afternoon when they really don't want to, and then that task takes longer and there's lots of whinging and stress and crying. And that's exactly what was going on last week. And I've realised the error of my ways and completely adapted my schedule this week. So we started off this morning with doing maths first thing, 9.30 they started, and it was actually enjoyable. Now, I'm not suggesting that that is going to be the case every single day, but I'm taking my wins where I can. And I really recognise that what works for me from a business point of view, doing the tougher stuff first thing or when I'm at my best also works for the kids too. So when you want to get them to do something that they're not necessarily going to want to do, think about when they're the most energetic. Don't get them to do something straight after lunch, for example, when they're in that kind of slump think about what is best for them to do. Like it might be an art task, something that they find relaxing, or maybe you want to get them up and doing some exercise and you can do it with them. And then you can all do something on later on in the afternoon that suits your energy levels. So just be mindful of when you're each at your most energetic and assign tasks and jobs that suit those energy levels at that time of day. Okay, this carries on from energy levels. Top tip number 10 is take breaks. Now, I know it sounds obvious, but it can be really easy to get so engrossed in your work when you're working from home and juggling many balls that you actually forget to take breaks or even forget to have lunch. And particularly when kids are working from home too. I know for me right now, I'm having my lunch break recording a podcast because I can do that whilst they're quiet having their lunch watching TV. But when I finish this and they're back to homeschool, where does my break come in? So I make sure that I'm looking at, you know, when I normally set their recess, I'm having... Uh, you know, a cup of tea then and maybe a bit of social media. And when they finish at three, I'm going to have a break then and I'll get my lunch in after this podcast and making sure that I'm taking time to just chill out. And, you know, that's just five or ten minutes here and there, but it makes a big difference. If you are trying to constantly run or sprint through the day when you're juggling a business and working at home with kids, then you're going to be burnt out very, very quickly. And for those of you in this current time, we don't know how long we're going to be doing this for. So we've got to look after ourselves, otherwise things are going to get even worse than they are at the moment, okay? And if you can, of course, get out of the house. We unfortunately can't do that now for 14 days and who knows after that 14 days isolation what the world will look like then and whether we'll be able to go out of our house even then. But, uh, you know, there's nothing stopping you getting up from your desk, trying to get some mobility into your day, doing some exercise with your kids, having a bit of fun and actually energising your day so you're taking breaks and looking after yourself. Now, top tip number 11 is communicate more. This is so important now. Make sure the whole family are on the same page as you. There is no point in having an amazing master plan that is in your head and then wondering why no one else is doing what you want them to do. So just like I was talking before about planning the day out, if you've got a whiteboard and you can put the schedule up or at least talk through what is going to be happening. It's particularly important from a visual point of view for younger kids to have a schedule written out. You've got to work out what's going to be important for your family but communication is absolutely key and I know also now with my husband working from home you know we need to communicate more about what that's going to look like because I've worked from home on my own for nearly 13 years and suddenly now I've got three additional human beings in my office and that is not going to work in the way that I'm used to working so communication becomes really really key. Camilla Marnon uh, who runs Luho Box said routine routine and communication, especially with my partner with a nice laughy emoji. said, my son should be fine. I think setting up a routine that works for each family and communicating with partner and family which hours each other is working is absolutely key. Couldn't agree more, Camilla. So number 11 is communicate more. There can never be too much communication. So you're never going to overstep the mark, but it's highly likely that you'll understep it. So let's just manage expectations and communicate more. And finally, number 12, it's a fun one create rewards. And this is not just for the kids. This is also for you. So think about, you know, for the kids, you're used to doing it. When you get, when you've done X, Y, and Z, you know, everybody gets to have a break or a treat or extra iPad time or, you know, gets to go out and play with the dog or the guinea pigs in my family's case. Work out what works for your family, but give everybody a goal to aim for. It's going to help keep them more sane. It's going to make it much more enjoyable. And it also will work when you're working in those Sprints, if you've got rewards at the end of those productivity sprints that everybody's you know, gagging for. So if they know that when they've done that 30 minutes of maths homework, then they're then going to get 15 minutes on the iPad or they get to have recess and perhaps they get a chocolate bar. This is not sounding great parenting, I know. But, you know, if it's something that they really want and they're motivated by, then those rewards are really going to help you. And certainly from my ca- my point of view, these are the things that are going to help keep us sane. So don't lose sight of rewards or bribery, as I like to call it. You're getting a good insight Into my parenting style right now. Uh, Fung Barraclough, Consulting, uh, fabulous Fung. She said, I set up a suggestion box of things my kids want to do and learn about. And at dinner time, we drew out a few. And then I put a rough schedule together the night before and we had a ball. So much fun with rewards being quiet time, individual activities when I got to get work done. I love that last bit particularly is, you know, if you find those rewards that work well, they then go and have some individual quiet time, you can actually get some more work done in those moments, which is exactly how I'm recording this podcast right now. So thanks for that form, great advice. Rachel Tompkins from Cutie Duty, who creates the most beautiful tote bags, said there is a good app the kids can gain dojo points on. You can set up at home and school tasks um, get rewards. It's called Class Dojo. And I don't know about you, for those of you listening, listening, many of you will be familiar with the word dojo. My kids love dojo points. So we've got on to that and it's working really, really well. Thanks for that one, Rachel. And those are my top 12 tips for working from home with kids. And I am amazed at myself right now, the fact that I've managed to get through this entire podcast recording without any interruptions. So hopefully that is testament to some of these points working really, really well. I know that these are tough times, ladies, so please, if you are craving connection, focus or a sanity break, please make sure you join me over in the free Busy Businesswomen Facebook group. You can just go to groups and search Busy Businesswomen where I share a ridiculous amount of value to help you grow a significantly more productive and profitable business. And I am showing up every single day to support women in small business right now more than ever. So if you want to connect, if you want to hang out with a group of people that really get what it's like to be a woman in small business right now, and many of whom are working from home with kids and juggling many, many balls, then please come over and join us. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love you to leave me a review on iTunes, please. And if you'd like to hang out some more, come on over to Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Busy Business Women and you can find lots of biz building goodness over on my website at BusyBusinessWomen.biz. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I will be back more frequently. Sorry for the lapse over the last couple of weeks, but I am sure you understand why. But until then, I'm Faye Hollands and you've been listening to the Busy Business Women. And podcast